Hi, you're listening to Sergeant Dorsey Speaks podcast produced by the Get Global Network. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Let's get to it. I'm just returning this week from an amazing workshop that I put on last week in Fort Myers, Florida. I was over at the uh, Florida Gulf Coast University. Now, many of you have probably heard me speak in the past about my workshop, which is called Comply and Complain. I designed this workshop to educate and empower those who are living in disenfranchised communities that are most affected by the kinds of things that I talk about weekly on my podcast. I was joined at FGCU by invited guests, the Honorable Omar Neal, former mayor of the city of Tuskegee, and my good friend, research professor, Dr. Terrence Allen, over at Prairie View A&M. Well, I'm a little biased, but I must say my team is impressive, impactful, and influential. For more on my speaking engagements, visit my website, SGT, the abbreviation for Sergeant, sgtdorseyspeaks.com, or you can email me, sgtdorseyspeaks at gmail. So that's sergeantdorseyspeaks at gmail.com or sergeantdorseyspeaks.com. For anyone who desires to hear a little bit more about my workshop, you can glean some of what was discussed in my autobiography, which is titled Black and Blue, The Creation of a Social Advocate. My autobiography is available on Amazon.com, or if you desire a signed copy of my autobiography, signed copies are available only through my website, www.SergeantCherylDorsey.com. On to this week's news. Prosecutors are really making a difference around the nation, and I'm going to talk about a few whose stories have crossed my path, and I thought it would be important to share. Uh, Baltimore prosecutors are no longer going to prosecute marijuana possession. Now, listen, be clear. There's a couple of different prosecutors in Baltimore, so the one that I'm talking about is the Baltimore City State's Attorney Marilyn Mosby. The city state's attorney, Marilyn Mosby, will no longer be prosecuting simple marijuana possession. And the reason is because prosecuting these cases, in her opinion, has no public safety value. It disproportionately impacts communities of color, erodes public trust, and is a costly and counterproductive use of limited resources. So City State Attorney General Mosby is referring first-time offenders to a diversion program. She'll also be vacating almost 5,000 marijuana possession cases that date back to 2011. Now, you know, this isn't just smooth sailing because Mosby is in disagreement with the interim Baltimore Police Commissioner, a guy by the name of Gary Tuggle. Now, This interim commissioner, Gary Tuggle, said without legislation, he's going to enforce the law. So if you understand that silence is agreement, Baltimore, you better attend those community meetings being held by Mayor Pugh as she looks for a new commissioner. 
And it would be important when you attend those community meetings where your input is sought that you ask this potential candidate for commissioner, him or her, ask their position on the enforcement of the current law with regards to being arrested for simple possession of marijuana. I reported previously that there were going to be a series of community meetings that were going to be held in pursuit of a new applicant on the Baltimore Police Department commissioner. So um, when you have an opportunity, go to those meetings and ask questions. So while Mosby is not playing and she understands that legislation is going to be required, she's going to propose such legislation that would give prosecutors the power to vacate those misdemeanor possession convictions. Okay, but understand, remember, this is not going to stop the current interim commissioner Tuggle from enforcing possession laws. And so folks, be clear, you can still be arrested. Now you may not be prosecuted, but who wants to go through the hassle and the inconvenience and the degradation, if you will, of being arrested for simple possession, because he's promising you you that you will be arrested. And so he's telling you who he is, believe him. Who wants to go through that? So be careful and be watchful as um, Mosby puts forth this legislation that will allow those convictions to be vacated. And so if you understand that Tuggle, Commissioner Tuggle, interim commissioner, Tuggle is not happy about this. He says that he's going to make sure that his police officers, you know, continue to put black folks in the pipeline as long as he can until that legislation um, becomes law. (laughs) So pay attention, Baltimore. Now, while simple possession will will not be something that the uh, city state attorney general is going to prosecute, understand intent to deliver, intent to deliver, those cases will be prosecuted. So don't get it twisted. Simple possession of marijuana, and it's going to have to do with the amount. So do your research, do your homework. Do your due diligence, know the difference between what is considered simple possession versus intent to deliver. I mentioned that um, Marilyn Mosby is the city attorney. Understand that if you are in Baltimore County, there's a different attorney over there. Baltimore County state's attorney is Scott Schellenberger, and he is not in agreement with Marilyn Mosby. Baltimore County State Attorney Scott Schellenberger will absolutely prosecute you. So for those of you that aren't history buffs or geography buffs, yeah, you better know where you are. Make sure you understand uh, whether or not you're in the city of Baltimore or the county of Baltimore if you are so inclined to possess marijuana. Now, the mayor's position on this is that she supports Marilyn Mosby in her attempts to address the unnecessary criminalization of possession of marijuana for personal use. The mayor is in support of that. But the mayor also believes, Mayor Pugh also believes, and she understands that there's a need to deal with those who deal illegal substances. That's the intent to deliver cases that I talked about The mayor believes that um, those who deal illegal substances, in her opinion, fuel 
criminality. And so she's not she's not supportive of, of uh, vacating, if you will, or not prosecuting those more serious cases for those who actually are dealing, not just possessing. Okay, so there's a difference. Be clear and know the difference. And my next story takes us over to um, Ferguson, Missouri. In the aftermath of the murder of Mike Brown and the protests in Ferguson, Missouri, you know, the Justice Department issued a damning uh, report. Now, listen, you know, we're not talking about this current Justice Department. We're talking about the previous Justice Department. And listen, we didn't really need a report or a blue ribbon panel or some kind of study, right, to validate our lived experiences. But nonetheless, for those who like statistics and reports, DOJ came out with one. And there's a link um, if you want to read the DOJ report, if you haven't seen it. There's a link. You can Google it and find that um, DOJ report. And in the DOJ report, it denounced clear racial disparities that were evidenced in the ways that the county's police, as well as the courts, operated. The DOJ report was further proof that discriminatory intent is part of the reason for those disparities. In other words, you know, what we know to be true, what's referred to as racial profiling and, you know, the new um, buzzword implicit bias those are real things. We knew them to be real. We knew them to be occurring. Now we have official names, racial profiling, implicit bias. Those are the reasons for these disparities. Those were the kinds of topics that I discussed last week on the campus of um, Florida Gulf Coast University, because what I know is you cannot change what you tolerate. And we know that mistrust between parts of the community and the police department undermines law enforcement's legitimacy among black folks, right? So understanding that Ferguson, Missouri, District Attorney Wesley Bell has been really trying to make a difference over in Ferguson. What we know, what folks have been complaining about In black and brown communities, poor white communities can no longer be denied. And specifically, the relationship between law enforcement and heavily policed communities have not improved. And so without improvement, then those communities must resolve to make their institutions as well as elected officials answer to them. So it's very important that you get engaged and you get involved. And the reason that you need community to get engaged and get involved is because the very powerful police unions are absolutely engaged and involved. And we know this to be true because it's reported that some prosecutors, in other words, district attorneys, and remember, that's why whenever there's a fatal police shooting, there always, you know, should be a demand for an independent prosecutor. Because it's been reported that now some prosecutors are aligning themselves with the FOP. FOP is the Fraternal Order of Police, right? And that's a very powerful union. They go by different names, Fraternal Order of Police, Benevolent Police Officers Associations. They're one and the same. This is why Black voter engagement particularly is a must. And you're going to hear me say this a lot over the next year because 2020 is coming And listen, we cannot afford to um, sleep on this election that's coming up. And let me just divert 
my direction, if you will, for a minute and talk about what's going on very quickly with the Virginia top three elected Democrat officials over there. You have the Virginia governor shown and admitted to have been him in blackface in a college yearbook. You've got the lieutenant governor, a black man, um, being accused of some kind of a sexual assault. And there's uh, one other elected official over there who's in some sort of jeopardy in Virginia. But the bottom line is, is that if these um, officials are forced to resign or um, impeached somehow, then the next person to fill that position would then be a Republican. And understanding the important role that Virginia plays in terms of politics over there, you know, I think it would be a travesty. And I, you know, I'm not into conspiracy theories, but I do find it odd that all of a sudden there is some kind of a movement, if you will, to remove the Democrats, thereby putting forth the very real possibility of a Republican replacing those folks over there in in Virginia. And so, you know, I'm very sensitive to victims, particularly um, victims who purport to be a victim of sexual assault or abuse. But I'm also a proponent of due diligence, and I think everybody has a right to their day in court, if you will. And while these are merely allegations against the lieutenant governor over there, I think, you know, and he's requesting that um, there be some kind of an FBI investigation into these allegations to make sure that they're true before he's just arbitrarily and capriciously found guilty and then removed from office. So... I, I believe that um, there should be some sort of process before this thing is adjudicated in the court of public opinion. So anyway, that's um, that's my thought on, uh, you know, elected officials, police departments, prosecutors, blah, blah, blah. So to that end, um, over in Philadelphia, the Fraternal Order of Police has gone after while well, they try to go to war with a gentleman by the name of Larry Krasner. Now, Larry Krasner was elected to the um, office of the district attorney and um, the Fraternal Order of Police tried to take him on unsuccessfully, but they're busy. That's the point. Know that they're working against uh, prosecutors who are not in line with the um, police union's thought process. So last December... District Attorney Bell, even before he was sworn in, his own prosecutors in his office had voted to join up with the St. Louis County Police Association. Now, this is the county's largest police unit, and this was an unprecedented move where prosecutors were looking to join a police association. So what does that tell you? What does that tell you? Pay attention. Pay attention. And listen, you know, I was talking about the FOP and the uh, district attorney over there, Larry Krasner. There's some other news going on over in Philadelphia. And um, there's about to be a new sheriff in town, you guys. The uh, Guardian Civic League president, Rochelle Belisle, is running for sheriff. And so I just wanted to put a little bit out there in regards to who Rochelle Belisle is and how you can support her campaign. She is the president of the Guardian Civic League, and she is a dear friend. She's someone who speaks 
the way that I do. And we have uh, been standing shoulder to shoulder trying to make a difference in our communities. And for those of you who may not know, the office of the sheriff over there in Philadelphia is the enforcement arm of the city's court system, responsible for, among other things, transporting prisoners, serving warrants, and making arrests, collecting delinquent taxes and fees, and putting properties up for sheriff sales. That's just part of what the sheriff does. If Rochelle Belisle were to win election, she would be the first woman ever elected to the office. And in case it's not clear to you already, Rochelle Belisle is a black woman. So support her. Saturday, there will be a fundraiser, February 16th, from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. That's East Coast time over there in Philadelphia. The location of the fundraiser is X Marks the Spot, located at 6364 Stinton Avenue, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 19138. Tickets for this event can be purchased at RochelleBelisle.NationBuilder.com. I'll spell her name for you so that you're able to find it. Rochelle, R-O-C-H-E-L-L-E-B-I-L-A-L, Bilal. RochelleBilal.NationBuilder.com for tickets. For more on Sister Bilal's campaign, visit her website, www.RochelleBilal.com. Now, let me get back to the unions. So, in Massachusetts, the National Police Association filed a wide-ranging bar complaint against Rachel Rollins, the newly elected district attorney of Suffolk County. And Suffolk County includes Boston, okay? And this was before she was even sworn in. So this is the kind of activity and engagement that the police unions are engaging in. That was in Massachusetts. In Florida, the former Governor Rick Scott he transferred more than two dozen cases from the jurisdiction of state attorney Aramis Ayala after she pledged not to seek the death penalty. Now, Ayala sued Scott over this move of cases, right, from her jurisdiction, but she lost um, the Supreme Court over in Florida, sided with the uh, the former governor. So again, voting has con- has consequences. And I'm not just talking about in the presidential race, but... There is some good voting news, right? Good voting news. Old school prosecutors have been voted out of office across the country and replaced by a wave of criminal justice reformers. In cities like Chicago and Philadelphia that I just talked about. Also, over in Chicago, Kim Fox. She ousted Cook County State's Attorney Anita Alvarez. Now, Anita Alvarez might be familiar to you because back in 2016, you know, she was the um, state's attorney who botched the handling of the police killing of Laquan McDonald. And, and we know how that whole thing played out. And then I had mentioned earlier over in Philadelphia, Larry Krasner in 2017, he was elected. FOP went up against him because, well, Larry Krasner, before he became the DA over there in Philadelphia, he was a career criminal defense and civil rights lawyer. And while he never prosecuted a case, 
he did sue the Philadelphia Police Department more than 75 times. And so if you understand, there was probably a lot of successful um, lawsuits on behalf of folks who may have been put in the system unjustly or falsely. So there's reason to be hopeful. There's reason to be hopeful. And when we as a community do our part, which is vote, we can make a difference. So now it's time for Did You Know? And this time I'm going to do a a healthy fun fact for Did You Know? Now, listen, I'm not a doctor. I just read this, but I thought it was important enough to share with you because I am guilty of sometimes not drinking enough water and water is life, right? And not only is drinking water important, but it's also important when you drink water. So um, being specific about the times of day that you drink water might maximize the effectiveness to your body. And so to that end, I'm just going to tell you the times that I read might make a difference. Uh, One glass of water after waking up helps to activate your internal organs. One glass of water 30 minutes before a meal helps indigestion. One glass of water before taking a bath helps lower your blood pressure. And one glass of water before going to bed avoids clotting of the blood at night and prevents stroke or heart attack. Now, this water should be warm or at the very least room temperature, according to the article that I read. So drink up. And until next time, be good and be safe. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. You've been listening to the Sergeant Dorsey Speaks podcast, produced by the Get Global Network. Please take the time to subscribe to the podcast on podcast platforms like iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, and many other podcast platforms. The podcast is also available on the Alexa and Sonos wireless speaker systems. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.